Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman i don't know about you guys but i happen to agree with puxatani phil this year spring is going to come early I am highly optimistic, and I hope you are too. Today, I went online and I bought all the new decor items for our windows here at the storefront on Main Street in Dobbs Ferry. I can't wait to transform the winter wonderland scenes that are there right now into a floral explosion. I really went for it this year. Pastels, flowers, watering cans. I am in the zone. That said... I am finding myself a little nostalgic for winter. I'm I'm feeling sad that it's ending, especially because it was so sort of lame this year. We didn't have one snow day. We hardly had any snow at all. So my family and I are headed up to Massachusetts this weekend for some tubing. Yeah, I know. We're not a ski family. We're a tubing family, and I can't wait. So I hope to spend at least a few hours on the slope having lots of fun and getting super cold and super tired, then I can come back and officially welcome spring, March 1st. I know, I know technically that's not spring, but mentally it is for me. Yeah, it is. Speaking of spring awakenings, at Affordable Interior Design, we are hiring. We've gotten some amazing applications so far. We're waiting to interview until we have a few more. So if you or someone you know loves interior design and wants to work for our firm, feel free to holler. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com backslash careers to read more about this position. It is virtual, so you can work anywhere from the United States. It is 9 to 5 Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and we are looking for an experienced salesperson a person to align our potential clients who call in with our design packages to get them scheduled with one of our designers and to inform them of everything that they're going to get and more. So if this sounds like something that you have experience with or would enjoy, be sure to visit affordableinteriordesign.com backslash careers. There is salary plus bonus and we are excited for our newest team member. Well, 
I am also excited because I put out a call last week for letters, letters for the mailbag because it was getting empty and now it is no longer empty. You guys have replenished it and I appreciate it so much. My first letter comes from Lana, and Lana has about, well, 25 questions. So this episode might wind up being just solely devoted to her, but let's dive in and get going. Lana writes, Betsy, I've just discovered your podcast, and I am so excited to get to binge listen all your past episodes. My story. I just recently, May 2019, retired from teaching, and my husband decided the very next month that he wanted us to build a new home close to our daughter and her precious family who live five hours away from us right now. My problem, I am at a loss as to how to choose finishes for the new build and how to design the fireplace area, especially under this tight time frame. I feel kind of intimidated asking for help because I know so little about decorating. And I don't know that I can even explain what I'm hoping to do. I don't know the style I like other than I like unfussy design. I don't like things in my house just for the sake of having a certain style. I like using meaningful and useful items in my space. I don't like contrived decorative items like farm fresh egg signs. We're also downsizing our home. Our new home will be a farmhouse style and will have a little over 2,600 square feet. The great room area, living room, dining room, kitchen, is 31 feet by 17 feet. I think I want gray walls. I'm thinking about Sherwin-Williams agreeable gray. I want white cabinets, a navy island, and white molding. I want the fireplace shiplap section to be gray also, but I don't know what should be around the fireplace inset. I actually don't know that I want shiplap, but I do know that I want a different texture in that area. All right, before I move on to the rest of your letter, Lana, let's stop right here. When you, as a person who's moving into a new home, especially a new build, has kind of this blank canvas. You get to make lots of choices. You wanna ask yourself a few questions. The first question that you wanna ask yourself is how long are we going to be here? If it's over seven to 10 years, well then you should make choices that only make you happy, that you just love, that your husband is totally in sync with, make all your dreams come true. If you're going to be in this space less than seven years, you will want to think about resale value. You may want to consult a local real estate agent to give you some advice on finishes that he or she feel will really be the best options for resale value in the future. Now, it sounds like you don't really have that many dreams that you want to come true. You're kind of stuck on what to even ask for. When I have a client who is stuck, what I tell them to do is go look at inspiration photos. Now, from the photos you've provided, your space does have a very dominating look, and it is that contemporary farmhouse. It's white on the outside, looks crisp and fresh, but it does have large beams with raw wood. The shutters are raw wood. It has an amazing porch swing that's, again, that raw wood. But it does look like a new build. It doesn't look historic. So contemporary farmhouse is really the style that this exterior evokes. 
That being said, you can go in a slightly different direction inside. You know, from inside what I've seen from these sample pictures, there's gray stained floors that show a lot of the wood grain. You know, I do think that gray stained floors are a little bit trendy right now, and I don't think they're necessarily going to be in fashion in seven to 10 years. So if you have the opportunity to choose your floors, I might go with something more mid-tone, maybe something ashier rather than warm, but I wouldn't go for a gray stain. I'm totally open to you going with agreeable gray for the walls. That is kind of a grayish, which has a warmth to it, and I think that will look really good in here. It sounds like, you know, from the fact that you shared with me that you want to have a navy island, that you do have quite a bit of style, Lana. You are willing to take some risks and make some choices that are a little bit outside the box. And I think that's awesome. You just want to find those inspiration pictures that really resonate with you. I suggest going on house, apartment therapy, or even just Googling contemporary farmhouse to see what others have done. Heck, you may not even want it to look like a farmhouse inside. And I do think this space is, you know, open enough. It doesn't have so much architectural detailing that it's really pushing you in one direction or the other that I can see that you could really make a different choice. Find those inspiration pictures. Use them as your springboard to make all those finishing choices. Because when you're choosing things like doorknobs, kitchen cabinets, even something as small as a hinge or a faucet, you want it to all feel cohesive. You want it to all look like it's in the same environment. You don't want to have the master bathroom look vastly different from the powder room. You don't want to have the kitchen cabinets look like they came from a different world than the bathroom vanity. You also don't want them to match or be the same. So you want cohesion without copying one thing from one room and another thing from another room. We certainly don't want to use the same tiles in the backsplash that we're using in the bathroom, but we want them to look like they belong in the same world. That's where an interior designer can really come in handy because this is an overwhelming proposition. Choosing all the finishes for a brand new build would even overwhelm me. I might even consider getting an outside opinion if I were building a home from scratch just to... Make sure that I'm not so emotionally wrapped up in the space that I can't have an objective viewpoint. That is going to be my recommendation, that you get some inspiration photos, that you perhaps consult with a real estate agent, and then maybe you hire a pro since this really feels so foreign to you to look over the things you're thinking of to help guide you through the choices. Oftentimes builders will have someone that they've referred in the past or you may want to hire someone outside. And keep in mind here at Affordable Interior Design, we do work virtually. So we'd be happy to help you if you can't find someone more local. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. I am so excited to announce that our show has a brand new sponsor, Industry West. It can be tough to find really great modern furniture and decor that's affordable. You also want it to feel as good as it looks, and I love that Industry West just generally makes you feel happy. I recently came upon them, and their website is all about making it easy to discover and buy bold design that can keep up with your modern life. At Industry West, they believe that buying good design should be inspiring, fun, and easy. And I could not agree more. 
From dining and lounge chairs to sofas and end tables and more, Industry West offers high-quality products and they go to great lengths to ensure customer happiness. If you're interested in surrounding yourself with inspired design that can make even your highest traffic rooms feel sophisticated, then you need to visit Industry West. Affordable interior design listeners can now get 20% off everything on their website. Just visit industrywest.com and enter promo code AFFORDABLE at checkout. Once again, that's industrywest.com, enter promo code AFFORDABLE at checkout. Happy shopping. All right, let's go to your next question. What should I do with the fireplace surround? What should it be? Tile? Brick? Something else? Well, this is a big one, right? Because this will really determine the flavor of the entire home. I mean, your fireplace, there's like this vaulted, peaked kind of area, and it looks like it's at least 12 feet from the floor to the top of the fireplace surround. And that is a huge visual element in the space. This is something you really want to consider. Now, hopefully the builder has narrowed this down for you and given you some options and you can weigh those options with the price points and determine what might be the best fit. For me, I think that red brick would look a little out of place in here. I think it may not look as contemporary. It may look sort of rustic. If you were going to go with a painted brick, I am more open to that. I think that shiplap, just like gray stained floors, is kind of a trend, a trend that may be on its way out. I would be more inclined to do a stone inset. I think that that would really add a new texture to the space because if you start listening to enough podcasts, Lana, I know you're new, but uh, listen to a few past episodes, you'll hear me say that I want all materials represented. For good feng shui, you want to have a balance of different textures. You don't want it to be the wood house or the glass house if it was filled with large windows. So you want to incorporate all textures. So that means glass, wood, stone, ceramic, metal. Certainly there's a whole list of textures you could refer to, but the more variance of texture you have, the more visually complex and interesting and, dare I say designerly, the space will look. All right, guys, do you hear this outside noise? Somebody's car alarm is going off. This is one of the perils of recording on Main Street is that we get to hear all the sounds, all the sounds. So car alarm, great, just great. I'm not going to let it steal my focus. I'm going to continue on (laughs) with your questions, Lana. All right, let me go back. I've lost my place. All right, I don't want too much furniture in our new home, but I want to be able to have our children, three children plus their spouses, and four young grandchildren over and be comfortable as well as having adequate seating. What combination of living room seating do you recommend? My husband insists on a recliner, sigh, but I do get my other choice of items. I want the fireplace wall to be as balanced looking as possible when there is a 65 inch TV on one side. Okay, so you're not going to put the TV above the fireplace, which I think is a smart idea because oftentimes that makes it too high for comfortable viewing. Rather, you're going to put it to the right of the fireplace. And, you know, whenever somebody tells me they have a ton of people that they want to have over, the most spatially economical way to do that is with a sectional. 
A sectional is basically either a couch and a loveseat or two couches, depending on the size, pasted together with a corner piece that serves as an amazing chaise if you're just on it alone. Or it can really accommodate lots of people if you're having that party or gathering. When I'm looking at the space, my first impression, and keep in mind this is just a first impression, you'll want to do your due diligence and think of all the options and opportunities, but I am seeing a sectional here. And that way your husband can still have his recliner. Speaking of recliners, there are a lot of really streamlined, sleek, and contemporary recliners out there. Look at Room and Board, look at Crate and Barrel, look at West Elm. They all have recliners that are very comfortable and don't look like the bulky lazy boys from the days of yore. Heck, even Lazy Boy now has some more contemporary styles that look much sleeker and less bulky than their previous iterations. In fact, you might like his recliner so much that you might want to put two over there in front of the windows. Now again, this is just my first impression and I want you to do your due diligence, but I certainly think you can accommodate your husband's request and a large sectional and that will easily seat six people. If you do another chair besides the recliner, we're talking seven. And you want to keep in mind my rule of thumb. You want to design for how you live 350 days a year. So if one day a month you're having a huge blowout event with 10 people, well, you really shouldn't design for it because day to day it's going to impact your living space. Rather, you will make it work on those rare occasions when everybody is over. You can bring over dining chairs. You can pull chairs from other rooms like a study, like using a desk chair. There are options. All right, here you continue. I've attached my rough drawing to give you an idea of what I've come up with. I think I want an oversized round clock because of all the rectangle and square shapes in the shelves, but I'm open to any other ideas. The cabinet maker will do a custom build, but I am nervous about my ideas actually being functional and pleasing to the eye. All right, so you, there are built-ins flanking the fireplace around, and on the right-hand side, you plan on putting the 65-inch TV, maybe instead of the shelving, and on the left-hand side, you plan on having the shelving. And then at the bottom, there are cabinets, as I can determine from your pictures and renderings. Now, I love your idea of doing something round to break up all these squares and rectangles. However, I think the idea of staring at a huge clock above a fireplace would make me feel, well, um, a little anxious. I don't want to know what time it is all the time. I don't want to watch that ticking hand go by. Tick, tick, tick. Like sands in an hourglass. These are the seconds of our lives. Who wants that? I want to watch reality TV just veg out and let hours slip through my fingers without even noticing. I would be more inclined to do a round mirror above the fireplace. Not only would a round mirror reflect the light from the room and also just be visually interesting and sculptural, but also, according to feng shui, a mirror is representative of water. And a fireplace is, of course, representative of fire. And those two things balance each other out very well. So it would create visual harmony. All right, you continue. As you can see, I want stools that will be stored to the left and right of the fireplace. I want stools in order to provide extra seating for when we entertain. But then they will be out of the way at other times. I can have custom stools made, but I don't know how they should look. 
I also want a bench near the front door or opposite the wall from the fireplace with hooks above it that will also be custom made. I think that the bench and the stool should have upholstered seats for comfort. I want to be able to use this bench at our dining table for additional seating when we add leaves. What style bench or stools do you recommend? Well, I don't know if you've listened long enough for a SmackDown, Lana, but it's time. It's time for you to experience your first Betsy SmackDown. I think the idea of having stools and having people sit on a bench is not cool. I wanted to come up with a pun for stools and cool, but I just couldn't in the moment. It's not stool, Lana. It's not stool. The reason it's not cool is because nobody except your four grandchildren want to sit on a backless surface for more than five to ten minutes. I mean, if you don't particularly like your son-in-law or daughter-in-law, well, I'm happy for you to put them on there. But people are not comfortable on stools. There's no back. And I will have a cocktail there while we discuss the weather for, like I said, 10 minutes, but anything longer than that and get me out of here. So unless you want to uh, scare your guests off, spackless stools and benches are not the way to go. They're good in a pinch, but they are not something you should rely on for extra seating. Same at a dining table. I mean, who wants to have a three-course meal on a backless bench? Nobody over the age of, dare I say, seven? 10? So that is my two cents with benches and stools. Should you get them custom made? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Because there are so many amazing options for stools and benches out there. And if these are not going to be primary pieces, why spend the big bucks getting them custom upholstered? Rather, use those funds for a bigger sectional and comfier recliner. I know your husband is going to be on board with this logic. All right, then you ask, Betsy, what type of window coverings would be good for a space like this? Well, your windows are standard, Lana. They are not too much wider than I would say 60 inches and not too much taller than I would say 72 inches. And that 60 inch window is divided into two panes. So you can easily dress this with blinds and drapes, which would make a fully dressed window. You could easily just do drapes and flank either side with a double wide panel and a rod across the top, or you could just do blinds. But because you do have such high ceilings, because there are so many cold textures in the space, be they wood, shiplap, metal, I think it would just be so nice to soften the look with drapes. So I would definitely do drapes and I would consider blinds optional. Should you coordinate the window coverings from both the living room and the kitchen? In a kitchen, I don't like to use heavy drapes because they will get greasy and gross and the smells and oils from your cooking will be absorbed in that fabric. Maybe you go with a simple sleek blind in the kitchen, something that you could easily wipe or wash off. Maybe you continue those blinds since this is an open concept space in the living room, but then flank that window in the living room with the panels, with the drapes. Then you continue. Betsy, should the faucets, pot filler, cabinet hardware match? I want the island to be navy and the cabinets to be white, as I mentioned. I like the brass gold color, but I think that will be very dated in a couple of years. Well, you are right on, Lana. Your instincts are good. It will be very dated in a couple of years. 
based on what I'm seeing from the exterior finishes, I would go with a black metal finish or a wrought iron metal finish throughout the space. And yes, I would coordinate the faucets, pot filler, and cabinet hardware. All right, you mentioned my husband insists on a ceiling fan in the living room, but I don't know what kind would be right for this cathedral ceiling. Well, you know, that's not my favorite look because your ceiling is so wow and a ceiling fan is so not. But if you're going to go with a ceiling fan, you're going to want one that has a lot of down rods so that it can be lower. I would also recommend one that has a light that you could put on a dimmer switch. That just gives you options uh, because you do have this big open concept space which may not allow for lots of places to tuck lamps unless you have outlets in the floor. And, you know, I would really try and dissuade him from that ceiling fan. I would hope that maybe you have central air since this is a new build and that you could do a really stunning, a real conversation piece of a light fixture up there. Something big and dramatic and, as I mentioned before, something wow. All right, then you go on. Should the kitchen island and dining table light fixtures match? How many bar stools can be at an eight-foot island? No, the kitchen island and dining table light fixtures should not match. They should go together, but not look like they came together as a set. I definitely want the dining table light fixture to have some wow. That is a real moment of grandeur where you could do something cool, especially because you're telling me that you want to put a lot of leaves in this table. This table is going to be big. So I might even recommend a linear chandelier, something that's much longer than it is wide, to really emphasize how big and amazing your dining table is. And then of course the kitchen island might have small pendants or something more diminutive. When measuring for bar stools at an island, you divide the length of the island by 22 to 24. So when I divide 8 feet, which is 96 inches, by 22 or 24, I get 4 stools. And there you go. Easy peasy. All right, you finish up by saying, I'm attaching pictures from the house plan and website to give you a better idea of the interior space. The builder says I have about four weeks until I have to start deciding on finishes. Any ideas would be appreciated, Lana. Well, Lana, not only did I give you any ideas, I gave you every idea. I gave you tons of ideas, and I hope that has inspired you. Now that we as listeners and me as the host are so invested in your space, you must share after photos with us. You must tell us what you do. I am so curious to find out, and I am excited for you. This sounds like an amazing opportunity to not only be close to family, but also to really design your dream house. So start finding some dreams, Lana. I have dreams for you. There we go. Guys, it has been such a pleasure. Please keep those questions coming. Send them to info at affordableinteriordesign.com. Please write us a five-star review on iTunes. It makes such a difference. And until next week, bye. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.